Welcome to the Deep Roots at Home podcast. For those of you new here, the Deep Roots at Home website was founded by Jackie in 2011. As a retired RN, longtime homeschooler, past Lyme sufferer with a love of preventative natural medicinals, Jackie has encouraged women for years now. Our desire is to spread truth and important information during these recent deceptive times, as well as the practicals of homemaking and all things beautiful. Whether you are listening in the car, while you're making dinner for your children, or sitting with a relaxing cup of tea, welcome to the podcast. Today we're going to be talking about mosquitoes, ticks, and Lyme disease, so stay tuned. This first article from Jackie is titled Mosquitoes, Lyme Disease, and Why Some Get Bitten More Than Others. Mosquitoes alone can't do us much harm, but as disease carriers, these insects give us much reason to be concerned. Mosquitoes are of interest to me since we believe several of our family contracted Lyme disease in 2009 from mosquitoes, not ticks. Plenty of mosquitoes biting in our area, but no ticks found. Tests showed we had bands positive for Lyme. In 2015, I was not able to find anything from the CDC supporting that mosquitoes were a vector for Lyme at all, just ticks. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC, website still says that there is no credible evidence that Lyme disease can be transmitted through air, food, water, or from the bites of mosquitoes, fleas, flies, or lice. But this May 2018, the CDC reported that illnesses from mosquito, tick, and flea bites have tripled in the U.S., with more than 640,000 cases reported during the 13 years from between 2004 through 2016. Zika, West Nile, Lyme, a growing list of diseases caused by the bite of an infected mosquito, tick, or flea, have confronted the U.S. in recent years, making a lot of people sick. Sound confusing? Are mosquitoes really significant vectors of Lyme disease, and are they infectious? Specifically, one 2015 study performed by Goethe University and the University of Frankfurt has found that mosquitoes have the equipment, after all, to enable Borrelia spirochetes, the ability to survive for the durations necessary to be viable vectors of Lyme disease. This study for the first time found that Borrelia endure the metamorphosis from larvae to pupae and again from pupae to mosquito. The study confirmed this by capturing larvae which tested to have Borrelia. Then, while monitoring the laboratory hatch specimens each stage of their metamorphosis, the researchers were able to confirm that the mosquitoes maintained the Borrelia in their organism through the changes despite never having a blood meal. This study is the first of its kind and indicates that mosquitoes do indeed have the capacity to transmit infectious Borrelia to people. Why some people are more likely to get bitten than others, though? According to UC Davis parasitologist and entomologist Shirley Luckhart, mosquitoes have more than 150 receptors, proteins on their antenna and proboscis, that help them find victims or figure out if the water is nutritious enough to lay eggs in. They track the carbon dioxide we exhale as we sleep. As they get closer to us, they detect body heat and substances called volatile fatty acids that drift up from our skin. Luckhart says the volatile fatty acids given off by our skin are quite different. They reflect differences between men and women, even what we've eaten. Those cues differ from one person to the next. 
there's probably not one or two. It's the blend that's more or less attractive. Researchers aren't sure what about the aromatic fatty acids makes some people more attractive to mosquitoes than their neighbor. Also, when scientists compared pregnant women with their non-pregnant counterparts in a Lancet study in 2000, they found the pregnant women attracted twice as many mosquitoes. The study noted that pregnant women exhaled more carbon dioxide and had higher body temperatures, allowing mosquitoes to detect them more easily. In addition to carbon dioxide, lactic acid is a strong attractant, which is why people are more attacked when they are outside and sweating, said Dr. Clifford W. Bassett of Allergy and Asthma Care of New York. UC Davis biochemist Walter Leal states chemicals in our blood waft up like a bouquet of smells that guides the way unwittingly but surely to our blood vessel. The labrum then pierces the vessel and serves as a straw. Scientists discovered when a mosquito's proboscis pierces the skin, one of its six needles within the labrum uses receptors on its tip to find a blood vessel. Those receptors responded to the chemicals in the blood. Mosquitoes don't find the blood vessel randomly. Part of what makes mosquitoes so good at getting humans sick, researchers say, is the effectiveness of their bite. Scientists have discovered that the mosquito's mouth, called a proboscis, is, isn't just one tiny sphere. It's a sophisticated system of thin needles, each of which pierces the skin, finds blood vessels, and makes it easy for mosquitoes to suck blood out of them. A 2015 study tested eight commercial mosquito repellents, two fragrances, and a vitamin B patch by releasing mosquitoes into a sealed chamber with a treated hand. The study found that after four hours, the most effective products were the ones containing DEET, as well as one natural DEET-free spray. Now I feel vindicated that we did indeed become infected with Lyme infections by mosquitoes. Please protect yourself and your family so you can be spared this awful trial and potentially lifelong debilitating disease. On a personal note, we found out several in our family had Lyme long after becoming infected years ago, but we are well today. If you want to learn of a protocol for chronic Lyme, not intended to replace the recommendations above, we avoided antibiotics, and we believe they only drive the co-infections into hiding, or they could develop a tolerance to antibiotics. I will point you in the direction of other possible ways to break down biofilms and more. You can read more of my posts on Lyme on the Deep Roots at Home website and do a search for Lyme. And God said, Behold, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is on the face of the earth and every tree with seed in its fruit. You shall have them for food. Genesis 1.29 When it comes to vaccines, most mothers and fathers want to know facts, not others' opinions. Jackie wished she had known more facts when she went in for her first well-baby visit. Because Jackie strongly promotes parental choice, she felt led to write a short treatise with personal facts. This vaccination ebook is pretty concise to allow you, the parent, to read, research into the studies she shares, and come up with your own decisions. Jackie's sincere desire is that you and your children thrive, and so she presents to you the vaccination ebook free of charge. Simply go to deeprootsathome.com forward slash vital dash info dash ebook forward slash. That's deeprootsathome.com forward slash vital dash info dash ebook forward slash.
next article is titled, What to Do Immediately for Lyme Disease After a Tick Bite. It seems like this year is one of the worst years ever for tick bites. So today I want to pass on the established homeopathic and herbal treatments to be started immediately after a tick or mosquito bite. This is one of those posts you may want to print out and own the primary remedies before you need them since speed in administering them is critical. This information is not intended to diagnose or prescribe any medical condition. Please seek the advice of a physician or a seasoned homeopath. I've heard of and read about some remarkable cases that were many years old come around with good homeopathic treatment. This post is not about how to remove a tick, but if you want to see on the original blog post a concise one-minute video on the best practice for safe tick removal, head over to the Deep Roots at Home website. Now, to share the vital information that, that Jackie found, Josette Calabri's Tick Bite Treatment Protocol Source. For new tick bites, use this protocol for new tick bites and tick bites that have been discovered within a week. Day 1, Ledum Palustre. 200C, dosed every three hours. Ledum 200 is the premier remedy for any kind of animal bite, also useful for snake bites. Days two to eight, Ledum Palustre 200C, two times per day per week. Then for a month, Ledum Palustre 200C, two times per week. Then for the second month, Ledum Palustre 200C, one time a week. These remedies are safe for children and pregnant women. Children and adults should follow the same dosing instructions. For early Lyme, use this protocol for tick bites that are older than a week or tick bites that are producing symptoms such as a rash, fever, or pain. Day one, Ledum Palustre 200C dosed every three hours. If the tick was discovered in just the last few days, you can add Arsenicum Album 200CK or Aurum Arsenicum 200 and Hypericum Perforatum 30C two times a day. Days 2 to 8 Ledum Palustre 200C two times per day. For a month Ledum Palustre 200C two times per week. For the second month Ledum Palustre 200C one time per week. In case of older tick bites, use the first three remedies right alongside Borella C, excuse me, Borella 30C or Lyme Nosode 30C. The protocol is to take Borrelia once per day for three days and then stop for a total of three doses. This protocol states that this may need to be repeated every few months if the symptoms remain. This Lyme Nosode is a reputable U.S. product. The link for that is in Jackie's original post. It's similar to the shingles no-sode that Jackie had good success with. Remember, late-stage Lyme requires the treatment of a seasoned homeopath. And again, going to Jackie's site, you can see some links to find a good homeopath. Here is Stephen Herod Buhner's herbal treatment protocol. You can find the following text in a PDF. And you will also find his Lyme guide. Again, the links are in Jackie's original post. For early Lyme, Japanese knotweed tincture, a quarter to one teaspoon, three to six times per day. Cat's claw bark tincture, a quarter to one half teaspoons, three times per day. Our integrative doctor recommended cat's claw years ago to us. This study states, and I apologize if I do not pronounce all these botanicals correctly, 
but there are seven natural product extracts at 1% that were found to have good activity against the stationary phase B Bergdorferi culture compared to the controlled antibiotics doxycycline and serfaroxime. These active botanicals include Cryptolipus sanguinita, Juglans nigra, black walnut, Japanese knotweed, sweet wormwood, cat's claw, Cystus incanus, and Chinese skullcap. There is a product called Tick Immune Support by Zen Men that contains all the listed herbs above and is compatible with Stephen Buhner's herbal protocol. Also, Ghani and Quinine shows favorable data. I haven't found a source yet for that one though. Here are a few quick Lyme facts. The CDC states that 476,000 new cases of Lyme disease are diagnosed each year. Vitamin D levels are frequently low in Lyme disease patients. Testing misses more than 50% of active Lyme infections. Prophylactic treatment using 200 mg of doxy is ineffective. A Lyme infection becomes chronic after four weeks of infection. Bullseye rashes occur in only 25% of Lyme cases. A rash indicates infection should be treated appropriately. Ticks can transmit infection in less than four hours. Late-stage Lyme infections are often misdiagnosed as fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue, MS, arthritis, lupus, and other diseases. Every tick bite can transmit disease. On a personal note, we found out several in our family had chronic Lyme after becoming infected years ago, but we are well today. We refused antibiotics because I was allergic to all of them, and I believe antibiotics drive the co-infections into hiding, or the co-infections can develop a tolerance to antibiotics. We also learned that biofilms are composed of metals and increase resistance to antimicrobials and how to prevent that. Again, as I said earlier in the podcast, you can go to Jackie's website and you can search Lyme and see some of her protocols that have helped them as well. It is no secret that Jackie loves TRS, but some have asked exactly what is TRS? TRS is a nano zeolite spray that facilitates some amazing things. TRS does not heal anything, but it gently clears the body of toxins and heavy metals. So the body can heal itself exactly as God designed it to do. Why not get to the root cause instead of just applying band-aids? Excellent supplements and individual remedies can help, but they cannot help as much until you remove the root source of inflammation and disease. Detoxing toxins and metals is foundational to good health. TRS is safe for the elderly and for children as well. For more information, go to www.deeprootsathome.com forward slash TRS. And our final article today is titled, Can Drinking Cystus Tea Make Ticks Avoid Us? Many people have concerns about using DEET. The chemical formula is N-N-diethyl-M-toluamide. It has been used as an insect repellent since it was developed by the U.S. Army in 1946. But is there a better, safer way? Studies say that when it is applied with common sense, avoiding exposed skin for short periods of time, that DEET can be used as an effective 
to avoid insect-borne diseases. But still, people today aren't just exposed to DEET alone, but a cumulative toxic body burden, including dozens of different synthetic chemicals on a daily basis. Duke University scientists found that frequent DEET exposure led to diffuse brain cell death and behavioral changes. The conclusion was real-life doses produce significant neurobehavior deficits and neuron degeneration in the brain, but there are no outward signs. So my thoughts on the situation is that many man-made synthetic, hence toxic chemicals, come with side effects, both known and unknown, and DEET is no exception. So why chance it, especially when all natural herbal remedies are available? Cystus incanus, a life-giving non-chemical alternative to DEET. German scientist Dr. Dietrich Klinghardt discusses medical discovery of the multi-property plant Cystus incanus how it is, in the opinion of a number of top scientists, more successful than any antibiotic treatment. This makes it the top treatment for chronic Lyme, mold, Epstein-Barr, herpes viruses, and also HIV. There's a video on Jackie's original post that's 11 minutes that I would encourage you to go over and take a look at. Dr. Klinghart makes this note, Cystus T, prevention of tick and mosquito bites, dissolves biofilm, Borreliacidal, antifungal, antiretroviral. Start slowly with two cups per day. Increase to eight cups per day as tolerated. Keep in the fridge. Sweeten with whole leaf stevia if Borrelia is suspected. Although there is limited human clinical research on cystis, it has been traditionally used for thousands of years. One reported health benefit of the cystis incanus plant is that regular cystis tea drinkers are found to suffer fewer mosquito bites and tick bites. Functional medical practitioners and osteopathic doctors have recommended drinking cystis tea to their patients for years. Studies show that cystis tea has powerful antibacterial, antiviral, and biofilm-breaking quantities. It also showed activity against Borrelia burgdorferi, one of the tick-borne co-infections. And drinking cystis also helps the body deal with retroviruses like HIV. Cystis tea may be more potent than any other agent known for biofilms, crosses the blood-brain barrier, and is 100% absorbed in the gut. It is antiviral. You can rebrew the tea four times. It whitens teeth, breaks down biofilm that causes yellow teeth. Again, that's Dr. S Dr. Dietrich Klinghart. Are you ready to stop using DEET? Then start drinking two cups a day of cystis tea for at least a week in order to realize its natural instinct its natural insect repellent effects. How to prepare the tea? Using one teaspoon of cystis tea leaves in a tea ball, a tea diffuser, or tea bag. Per one and a half cups of filtered water, bring water to a boil. Add the boiling water to the cup with tea and let it steep for five to seven minutes. Cover continuously with a lid to preserve, to preserve the valuable essential oils, manoloxides, and labdanum which are powerful anti-Lyme components. The color of the water will turn a deep amber. You can drink a cup immediately or ice it and store it in the fridge. Six to eight cups of tea should be consumed daily for acute conditions, less for general health purposes. It's best to drink on an empty stomach. The tea can also be given to pets. Simply mix a little food, a little in with their food to keep them healthy. You can repeat the above steps two more times to release the goodness since there are still phytochemicals that can be released. 
a reportedly effective homeopathic pre- preventative remedy to repel ticks and flying insects, is Insect Relief Combo 30. If you've been bitten by a tick, follow this protocol immediately. Better to be prepared than to have to wait for your remedies to arrive. Where can you get cystus tea? It can be hard to find a high quality cystus tea. Use Mediterranean grown only. Etsy has eight ounce or two pounds. Kai Science, Amazon has them as well. Linden Botanical Mediterranean Cystus is wild grown pesticide and heavy metal free and responsibly handpicked during the budding seasons from the island's mountainous regions. Winter harvests cystus tends to, to test lower in bioactives. In these troubling times, it's no secret that we are being censored. It's getting harder and harder to spread the truth. Facebook is throttling us, and we don't know how much longer we will be there. Here are a few things you can do to stay in touch with Deep Roots at Home. Firstly, sign up for our newsletter. Jackie sends out exclusive, important content to her readers. The link will be in the show notes. Number two, consider making Deep Roots at Home your homepage in your browser. Number three, print your favorite Deep Roots at Home articles and place them in a binder to have on hand in case of emergency. And finally, follow us on other social media channels. We are now on Telegram and Gab and soon Truth Social. Jackie's greatest desire is that God would be glorified through these dark times. In closing, Jackie wants to remind you she's no longer a practicing medical professional and she's not a doctor. She's a mother. She does seek scientific confirmation of the safety and effectiveness of the herbs and remedies she uses. Using remedies is a personal decision. Nothing she says on this podcast is intended to treat or prevent disease. Consult your own doctor. Blessings to you this day. Thanks for joining us on the Deep Roots at Home podcast. We pray it has encouraged you in your walk with the Lord and as you serve your family. Could you do us a favor? If this has blessed you, could you help us spread the word by liking and sharing this podcast with your friends? And don't forget, we have lots of great links in the show notes that go along with today's podcast. See you next time. Thank you.